1: Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com That's BlueNile.com Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9 dollars each with Prime. Round out Mom's Menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, and welcome back to another
0: episode of that gym girl podcast. Oh my goodness, it is your hostess with the fucking mostess, Angel Wallace. Miles. guys. What is doing? I'm back in Australia. On Australian soil, feeling so fucking jet lagged. If you don't know, I jetted away to the UK to see some family and sis, when I tell you my sleep pattern is so wigged, oh, oh I know you're not here for all any of this information, but can I just say something for a sec? I'm jet lagged. I've had two weeks off of gym just because of traveling. And I want to just reiterate to you right now, if you've had time off the gym, that's actually just okay. That just gets to be the way it gets to be. And it's interesting because I have no shame. I have no guilt. Fitness and health is such a value of mine. And two weeks off doesn't challenge and doesn't discredit that. So if you've had time off the gym, girl, no, no. It's all Gucci. Like, you're fine. Let's just get back on this bandwagon. I feel like we, as human beings, or even just as women, we make things more of an issue than they're not. And I'm going to say something that you probably don't want to hear. But if you've had time off the gym or you've been traveling or, you know, you just need to take a step back, like, it's not that deep. (laughs) Like, you getting back onto your fitness journey or you, quote unquote, hopping back on the train, whatever the fuck you want to call it it's just not that deep and I think that we make it into this huge deal and then that causes us to procrastinate more and causes us to avoid the gym more when in actuality if you just say to yourself it's actually not that deep no one actually gives a shit it's actually becomes easier to get back into the gym so I want to start off with that because I yeah I've, I've been back for a few days haven't oh I gymed actually once I think I did like four exercises and then I had to get the fuck out of there because I was so tired. Anywho, that is not why you're here. You are here because you want to know what the fuck should you eat to get into the best shape of your entire life. And girl, I'm going to be taking you on a journey today. You better buckle the fuck in because I am taking you on my food journey and how my relationship with food has kind of... Been a roller coaster and where I'm at now and what I wish I knew earlier about eating and how I genuinely feel like I have the dream body that I've been wanting forever. You know, smaller waist, bigger ass, you know, juicy, voluptuous, but also lean. It's like that middle ground. Don't get me wrong, I still have more physique goals, and that actually just gets to be okay. But I'm at a really good place now where I'm really content with the body that I have and I want you to know it actually wasn't always like that and if you're listening to this right now going angel I have the shittest relationship with food I'm binging or I'm under eating or I hate my body or some days I hate it some days I love it like girl you're okay you're good like you you're fine you're allowed to feel these ways I I feel like we go on the internet and we get told that You have to feel positive about your body all the time or you have to love your body all the fucking time and sometimes you don't and that actually just gets to be okay. And sometimes you have struggles with food and that just gets to be okay. This is a journey and you're still learning. But I want you to know that you can't stop learning. You can't stop trying your best. You can't stop working on your relationship with these things. So let's start with a fucking story time. And before we do, obviously, sis, please, if you like the episode, give us a little like, a little five-star review, share us on your story. It seriously goes a long way. Feel free to follow us at That Gym Girl Podcast, at Angel Wallace Miles. You will not be disappointed. I assure you, (laughs) you'll probably get a message from me being like, hey, queen, what is up? Because I love you girls so fucking much. But also, oh my gosh, it's my first week of uni back tomorrow. I'm feeling really nervous like I accidentally booked for my flights to come back in the first week of uni so I've missed the first week I haven't caught up yet <sighs> oh, that's okay we're just not gonna worry about it because everything is outable. it's the first week of uni it's not gonna be the end of the world so don't worry girls we've got it positive attitude so let's get the fuck into this story time this topic is very near and dear to my heart because I feel like food is such an icky, triggering, uncomfortable conversation for so many women. Have you ever been at like the dining table with a family and you're eating, I don't know, some fucking like, juicy roast or some fucking like, roasted potatoes Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. and then some little cunt from the corner says, oh, you eating that much or oh are you going in for seconds are you and you know it's like they didn't say it but they did say it and you know what they're trying to say and it's like you know what you over there can pipe down with your fucking salad I'm gonna sit over here enjoy my roasted potatoes enjoy my juicy fat meat and I'm gonna look fucking good doing it and this realization this confidence and this power and this ownership of my own body and my own food it was really toxic for a really long time. And it genuinely has been a roller coaster. And before I get into it, again, full trigger warning. If you are not in the place where you feel comfortable listening to somebody talking about calories and food and counting and all of that type of thing, don't listen. It's so not worth your time. It's so not worth your energy. Also, pause. I'm taking a water break you should have taken a water break too. If you don't know and you're new here, I take often, I often take water breaks and Coke Zero breaks. So whenever I drink my water and whenever I drink my Coke Zero, I expect you to do the same. So yes, if you can't deal with this topic, no harm, no shade, no judgment, just click out. Cool. Now, when I was a child, once upon a fucking time, I was actually extremely active. I swear, I did every fucking sport under the sun. I don't know if it's just an Australian thing or it's just my parents wanted me to just sign up to everything because apparently I just wanted to spend all of their money, even though my parents were not very wealthy when we were younger. I literally did every fucking sport. And then when I got home from school, I would eat everything. My mom would say, oh, you've eaten the cupboard out or something like that. Like you eat the half of the house or something Something like like, like like a joke, not in a malicious way. And I just wanted to eat and eat and eat and eat. And then I entered high school and your girl, your home girl here, she became not so active. I was a little bit, but also not really. (laughs) Yet I still ate the same amount of food. And we're talking like I would literally put in the micro, sorry, in the English, hello, sis. I would literally boil 150 grams of pasta, put it with a bit of ketchup or a bit of pasta sauce and then eat it plain like that just with that ingredients. I would have bags of mac and cheese. I would have bags of chips, like everything and anything. I just wanted to eat it. And because I wasn't doing the same level of activity, my body started to shift. I started to gain weight, let's be honest, and that's when I really decided to dislike my body. I was putting on weight and not really like not really understanding why because I thought I was eating the same. And so I began to punish myself. I don't know if anybody else can feel this when instead of using the gym and using fitness fitness as an empowering tool, you actually use it as a punishment tool. And so I did endless Pilates workouts in my room off of YouTube. I was trying to do these core exercises. I was trying to be really quiet because I was super embarrassed for my parents. I would take before photos and we're talking like... Oh god, I would have been 15 or something, if not, you know, a little bit younger. And so it was really interesting watching, or even now looking back on my relationship with food going, wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> and I the thing is I know it wasn't just me. I know there are so many women all around the world who went through this experience. Now, then I decided to go to university and before I went to uni I finished high school and I hit up the UK for a solo trip and when I was in the UK I lost like seven kilograms and I was so weirdly proud about it I was so tiny and so frail and I wasn't eating a lot but I was so proud that I'd lost all this weight but in such a weird unhealthy way. And then I came home, I went to uni and again, I started to eat everything. And my boyfriend at the time was not a good influence. My friends who I was deciding to hang out, they weren't the best influences. And it felt like the cycle was starting again. I was beginning to hate my body and I truly entered a really, really dark place. And it wasn't just food or body related. It was everything because I genuinely believe holy shit, how many times do I say the word genuinely in this podcast? But I do. I honestly believe that, and I hate to be that fucking person who says this fucking quote, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. But let's be real. When I was feeling shit about my body, depressed about my food, you know, not happy with how I'm going, I was feeling shit about my relationship. I was feeling shit at uni. I was feeling shit about my job. Everything just kind of spirals into each other sometimes. And it can really just send you into that deep pit. And so this, ladies and gentlemen, is where I decided to enter my first official calorie deficit. And so I started to track my calories. I had this personal trainer and they're lovely, but they gave me this amount of calories. Let's just say it's called X amount. And X amount is probably the same a toddler would eat. And I did that for months. I lost so much weight. I was tiny. I was doing endless hit workouts, sometimes twice a day, boxing, a little bit of weights. It was genuinely wild. And looking back on pictures, it's so interesting because in that time, I was I remember saying to myself, you're not skinny enough. You're not small enough. But when I look at back on pictures now, I literally say, "Oh my god, you're too small. You're too skinny." Isn't that so interesting? Anywho, then I met my partner Thomas and he is genuinely the most incredible human being you'll ever meet in your entire life. I'm going to do a podcast episode with him next week about male gym anxiety because I think as a female, it's super interesting to understand the male experience in the gym and it's not, you know, all sunshine and roses, but that is a conversation for next week. (laughs) Anywho, I started to consume more food and I started to love my body again. I was only doing weights training and it wasn't him specifically that caused this, but he did play a contributing factor. And it was realizing that there were people around me who saw me for who I truly was and empowered me and uplifted me and didn't expect me to be this tiny, lean human being. And since then, since then, sis, I have put on over 10 kilograms. My body is honestly the dream body I could have you know, I was dreaming of and I love food. And it's so interesting that, yes, I guess every woman goes through her own story or her own journey with food, but I also want you to know that you can learn from my mistakes and you can appreciate the fuck ups I made and the, the deep pits that I made. And hopefully this can prevent you from going there too. Because yes, everything's better when it's learned, experienced, blah, 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 blah. But I'd rather you just learn it through me and then not have to fucking deal with it when you know, you age. So what did I do? What did I eat? What magically flipped my body into this dream specimen that I felt confident in, that I felt empowered in? What really made me feel like that gym girl? And that's when I decided to come up with the three E's, three words that truly encompass what I ate and more what I realized about food that I needed to know years ago. And this doesn't matter if you want to put on muscle, lose fat, shred, tone, bulk, whatever the fuck you want to do. These three E's still apply. And I don't think you're going to be impressed when I say them, but I also think that I'm probably going to be saying something or some things that you need to hear. And you might not be in the headspace where you want to take on this information, but maybe save this for future you who will be ready. And so let's go with the first E. The word is enough and don't click out. Because again, you might not want to hear this. Maybe you're wanting to lose weight and you want to shred and blah, blah, blah. And me saying to you, hey, sis, in order for you to get your dream body, you actually need to consume enough food. Maybe you don't want to hear that, but maybe you actually should be hearing that. If I was you, no matter what my goal, put on weight, lose weight, maintain my weight, I would choose my maintenance calories and stick at those for a few weeks see how your body adjusts. And if you don't know how to get your maintenance calories, you can go to a TDEE calculator. I know Mark Carroll does one and you can actually find what your maintenance is. And that's just the level of calories that'll keep you at your current weight. But the important thing is to realize with that is often as women, we do not realize how much food we're actually capable of eating. And that's where I think there is this misconception with calorie counting yes it can be obsessive yes it can be toxic yes it could lead to eating disorders i understand what those rebuttals are but on the other hand i think it's actually empowering to realize how much food you can actually consume my second point equal You need to be eating an equal amount of food. This sounds simple, but most people are not fucking doing it. Are you having enough of your macro and micronutrients? Talking protein, carbohydrates, fats. We're talking vitamins, minerals. Are you educated on them? Do you even know how to get them? I want you to look at your plate and I want you to see okay, do I have a carb source? Rice, pasta. Bread? Do I have a protein source? Meat, tofu, beans? Do I have a fat source? Oil, butter, avocado? Making sure, oh, okay, where are my micronutrients? In my salads, in my veggies, in my fruits? Am I getting enough of those? It's actually simpler than we realize. Often I get micronutrients literally through baby spinach and steamed vegetables and maybe a piece of fruit every now and then. And I think that. You see nutritionists fucking overcomplicate all this shit. And I just want to shake them and be like, hey, look, I actually don't care enough. Like, I actually don't care enough to be worried about all this type of shit. I'd rather just get enough food and make sure it's as equal as I can make it. Third point, sisters, enjoyment. You, I'm giving you the permission right now. You are allowed to enjoy food. And apparently in twenty twenty fucking three, this is a controversial topic. I never thought that enjoying food would be a controversial topic. Now, I'm going to preface. Obviously, out of budget and convenience and ease and affordability, it might just be better for you to pick one meal and stick with it for a few days, if not weeks. For me, pasta with tofu and pasta sauce and veggies, I literally will have that every day for every lunch. And I enjoy that, but also it's, you know, just the same old. That gets to be okay. But on the other hand, telling yourself, oh, I'm not allowed to eat this. I'm not allowed to have chocolate. I'm not allowed to have pizza. The foods that maybe you potentially really enjoy. That's not fucking fair. That creates the poor relationship with health. That causes you to feel restricted, to feel left out. Perhaps you don't want the pizza right now because you've got goals. It doesn't mean you're not allowed to have it. You're not a fucking child. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. You just get to make a choice. For me personally, I love chocolate. I probably have chocolate once a day. And that just gets to be okay because I still achieve my goals. And I keep my the chocolate within my calories and within my macros if I want to. And if I don't want to, then fucking who cares? I think there's a lot of pressure put on us. As women and as, as young adults in this generation, you know, we look online and we see all these different what I eat in a days and all of this type of shit and we think that we have to eat a certain way when in actuality, you get to just do whatever the fuck you want to do and you get to be in charge of your body, you get to be in charge of your food, you get to be in charge of the way that you train and if it doesn't look like the person you see online, then that's pretty fucking cool. Because you're not just a fucking sheep and you're not just listening to somebody that you see online. And yes, you're listening to this podcast and it's extremely hip- hypocritical of me. But I've got a point. You know, I see people online saying, oh, don't, don't enjoy your food. It's just food. Well, I'm here to say, you know what? If you enjoy a little bit of food every now and then, fucking kill it. You only live once. And I'm not here to tell you go and have Maccas and go get diabetes and go 14 pizzas and go do all of this crazy over-the-top stuff. I'm not saying that. But if you want to put my Macca's burger once a week, or you feel like going to Max Brenner's for a date night for a fucking waffle, or you go to the cinemas and you want your packet of pods and popcorn, like, who the fuck cares? It doesn't have to be that deep. You get to have a few, you know, moments of moderation Yes, in general, we're looking at 80-20 or 70-30, where majority of the time you're having your nutritious foods, you're having your macro-based foods. What about the other part, which is the soul foods, the foods that make your soul light up, the foods you have on that first date, the foods you have with your little sister watching a movie? There has to be room in your diet for life. And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up is we look at a diet, we look at a goal and we look at a lifestyle and we think, okay, I have to cut this out, cut this out, cut this out. Well, where in this diet and where in this lifestyle and where in this food journey are you allowing for enjoyment and fun and family and friends and occasions and events? Because that's got to fit in there somewhere. Obviously, there are people out there who are doing bodybuilding competitions or who are athletes who have very, very specific goals. But for the general population like you and I, just remember those words I said at the start. Sis, it's really not that fucking deep. Yes, try your best, but if you have an ice cream every now and then, you better fucking enjoy it. Okay, that is it from me. I am so exhausted. I'm literally closing my eyes as we talk because I need to get to bed. This jet lag is killing me. Okay, until next time, please do something for yourself. You fucking deserve it. I love you. Bye.